Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia, and I'm joined by fellow consultant Fiona Hogarth. Hey, Fiona. Uh, hey, Dom. Here we are again. Here we are again. What's going on this time? Well, this time, looking for your insights, your wisdom, and some tips around debriefing, particularly when it comes to the breakout profiles in LSI2. Mm. So this is the bit in the report where we've seen the overall view of all the mm. people we ask for feedback. But if we have a breakout report, we've been able to put them into the different groups. Yep. So higher level manager, peers, direct reports, others, whatever that might be. And so long as we have at least three people in those groups, apart from the manager, who we ask for their permission to yep. break out separately, we can see those different groups. Yep. So just be curious, you know, how do you approach that mm. bit of the report? You know, are there any ideas, tips kind of stuff? Mm for our listeners out there when they're doing it. Great. Thanks, Dom. Yeah, it's a really, uh, it's quite interesting because quite often we find that the feedback from others is what people are most interested in in the first instance anyway. So sometimes you just got to calm the farm to go through the LSI first and then... The LSI one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. If you put them both on the table next to each other, I could bet pretty solid money which one people would pick up. Yeah, but in saying that, part of in terms of... So there's an element, even before you get to the breakout, is the segue from LSI 1 to LSI 2 in terms of, okay, so you know, I just can see you're really keen and you mentioned a couple of times that you're really keen to get the feedback from others. Who did you ask? Mm. So setting some of that, you know, a bit of that pre-framing, who did you ask? Well, I asked my boss and, oh, what's your relationship with those people like? So getting those sorts of things. What do you think they will say? Uh-huh. So that you're, you know, there's an element of pre-framing for them before. Do you they think actually... it'll be the same or different from your LSI one? Absolutely. Yeah. So that they're a bit warmed up. So because sometimes it can be quite confronting for individuals when you know the data is different. So some of that can help in. And as you said, yes, absolutely. We start with the overall collective others is generally what I do rather than going to breakouts and then. Once again, it depends a bit upon what comes back from the participant or from the client in terms of, oh, you know, well, my direct reports are this or that. So sometimes, you know, there's no definitive period of time I'll spend talking about the collective others before going to the breakouts Mm. and I'll be a bit guided sometimes by the conversation that is occurring and whether, you know, get a sense of actually going to the individual breakouts sooner rather than later will probably add value for that person rather than dwelling on the collective component first. And then going into the breakouts, when I get, you know, so I've generally done some high-level overview of the collective. Now let's Mm. have a look. And I'll just open the page and let it sit in silence for a moment or two. Yeah, right. Just Uh, let it hang. Yeah, just let it hang. Well, because, you know, depending on you, sometimes there can be four circumplexes on the, four or five circumplexes on the page. Mm which can be, oh, my God, what does all this mean, given that, two, we're in an awareness piece, but mm. segueing back to a previous podcast that we've done, that what does all this mean? So giving them a moment, and then I might ask a question, oh, what do you notice? What stands out for you? What are you curious about? And they might just go, oh, they're different, or, oh, my boss sees me quite differently to everyone else, or, or oh, I'm really pleased that my direct reports uh, see me as constructive. So I just, and that then gives the lead for me in terms of, okay, what's piqued their interest, that's where I need to go, uh-huh. rather than 
they say this or they, you know, so that's possibly where I generally where I start. What do they notice? Mm. And or what are you pleased about in this, or what stands out for you, or you know, because it depends on what the data says. <laughs> Any surprises? Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Another great question. Mm. Yeah, and I guess um, you know, trick question, trick co- comment, because between those two pages, of course, is the spread of opinion page. Yeah, which is also interesting because I often set that up as you know, at the overall level, we've got this the view of eleven people or something yeah. who gave us feedback. Yeah, but does this represent everyone's view? Yeah. You know, or was there a variation and they just happened to average at these points? Because that's kind of different. Yeah, that's yeah. a different conversation. You know, look at that, you know, yeah, are that, there wides, are there narrows? Yeah, which is really interesting because I often leave the spread of opinion till to you. later. Yeah. Oh, to okay. get why, them to explore. That? Well, I, because I, you know, I might be because I'm a visual processor, you know, and I see the picture and I can get a bit of a sense by just looking at that whether there's a spread of opinion. Mm. And getting them to sort of understand that and then once they've unpacked it a bit and go, oh, okay, well, I can see why that is and then go back to it. Yeah, interesting. Interesting, Might yeah. Might have also been about when I did my accreditation, we didn't have breakout profiles. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I don't tend to go there early because I can say I get a general sense visually by looking at it. Well, it can be interesting for me because sometimes the – probably this is rarer but something just to be aware of is – and the breakouts, they can look consistent, but they can be spread in the spread of opinion. Absolutely. Which yeah. means the spread's actually within the groups. Correct. Rather than across the groups yeah. or between the groups. Yeah. Which is, you know, a different thing again. Yes. Right? So actually the pairs and direct see me as relatively the same, but I'm getting this wide spread yeah. of opinion, which means the pairs actually don't agree with each other and the directs don't yes. agree with each other. Yeah. So, yeah. So I help them unpack what it looks like first, I guess, you know. You know, and then when I'm looking at, you know, when there are variances across those breakouts is sometimes, okay, so what's your relationship with those people like? Yeah. What do you talk to them about? How often do you see them? You know, because particularly, you know, my direct reports see me as highly constructive because I spend a lot of time with them and I'm doing all this stuff. My, my peers, well, we're like a pack of vipers and we get together in a meeting once a month and it's, you know, mm. he who shouts the loudest or whatever. And then my manager, you know, that can be even interesting in terms of that. And just while I'm on that, I just said the thought that sometimes in the breakouts, that higher level manager can be quite confronting for individuals. Yes. And they can actually be sort of something to be aware of, quite a visceral shock for a participant when the feedback that shows up in the circumplex is contrary to anything that they have been given verbally by their manager. Yes. And that can sometimes cause the individual, that's a shutdown, can be a shutdown point for them in terms of so, their data. So, so where do you go if that's the so case? So sometimes it's just about calling it and going, I notice that you've had quite, that's quite a shock, what's going on for you right now, and perhaps just debriefing what's actually going on for them in that moment and then checking, giving them some time to process their anger, their frustration, their shock, what their joy even. What that is before moving on, you know, and yeah. I some, and often people can move on, but sometimes they, you know, you just you can see you're talking around the rest of the stuff, but well, you know, they're still back. Out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the lights are on, but nobody's home, sort of, sort of stuff that they're there, but they're still. So I might just call it and go. I can see that you're quite shocked. What? How would you like to deal with this now? Do you want to continue? Do you want to discuss this? You know, and sometimes it may be calling the process to a close because they just overwhelmed by it. Well, yeah. 
if that was the case, I'd I'd want to explore that first because they're going to yeah. go out and ask, oh, absolutely. Why the hell did you give me this feedback? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, interesting. So I'll I'll start exploring what's the relationship with the yeah. manager, yeah, right? Because to some extent, I think the other side too is kind of a comment on relationship. Yes. You know, like if I get feedback from you that's super defensive, I can probably predict that our relationship's a bit rocky. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if it wasn't, if we got along swimmingly, that yeah. probably wouldn't be the case. Now, that's not 100% true, right? Yeah. But by yeah. and large. So, you know, I'll kind of ask, what is the relationship like yeah. with the manager? And they might be, well, we bloody butt heads all the time. And they say, well, it's probably not so surprising then that they yeah. see yeah. you as that. So, But I think it's a great point of, is it consistent with feedback they've received in the past? Which might be a reflection of the manager's outside. Yeah, like maybe they're afraid of giving feedback or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so they don't ever give it directly. Yep. And yeah. they've just answered a question. They don't know where their responses are going to show up. So yes, so there is absolutely that. And yes, I don't leave them walk the room to go and, you know, confront the have manager. <laughs> but what's the conversation that you might want to have with them? Yes. And when you know What's your plan of attack around that and sort of coaching them and guiding them a bit through don't go out, walk out of here and go, what the? Or bang, give it a bit of time to process. What's the conversation? When do you think you might do it? What's this tell you? So what might be the top couple of tips, I suppose, for, for that conversation? Just while it's hot, I just wonder yeah. Yeah, so, you know, what your thoughts are. Yeah, good question. One of my thoughts. So, yeah, what, so this piece of self-reflection, but what's the question you want to ask? your manager around this, you know, don't just go in and say, here it is, because you can show them a circumplex. They're not going to know what that actually means. So you've got to have if some understanding. Yeah. yeah, if they're not familiar with it. And you go, well, you're giving me all this green and red stuff. What's going on? They may not know what green and red stuff is. So yes. it's a bit about what's the questions, what's the insight that you want to get from them, you know, and if you've got a hypothesis about them, how might you articulate that, you know? Well, that's because, you know, they're gutless and spineless and, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Or they're, you know, they're horrible. Okay. And do you want to have the conversation? Like how important is that relationship for you as well? Mm. What's the conversation you want to have? Do you want to have it? What support do you need in order to have it? Yeah. Good questions. Uh, like, yeah, it, it depends a little. You're right. Is the manager familiar with the mm. LSI or circumflex mm. or mm. not? You know, I like if I'm going to have that conversation, giving them a heads up, mm. so not surprising them. So I might yep. send them. If not the full report, then they cut out their yep. little snippet of it, their mm. feedback to me, yeah. and send that to them. Because then I think they're armed with, they're ready to actually have a better conversation yes. rather than just slapping it on the desk, yeah. you know, what's this about? Mm. They're going to be caught on the hop and you're yeah. probably not going to get the best thought out response yeah. from them. Yeah. So giving it, giving them a bit of heads up to think about it, mm. you know, and then we're going to have a better conversation. I often think it's better also to think about feed forward rather than feedback. So rather than why am I oppositional? You know, why do you see me as yeah. oppositional? It's I want to grow humanistic encouraging. You know, what would you see me do? Yes. That would, you know, indicate this. Or what could I do differently? Because people are better at giving that kind of feedback yeah. typically. Yeah. All right, then or feed forward. Mm, rather than mm, feedback. Mm, you know mm. why? Because it's almost like a kind of how dare you give me this <laughs> score. And Depending on their LSI again, they might say, "What? You know, that's not how I see you at all. The, yeah. <laughs> the printer must have been wrong. That's right. Oh no, no, that's not you at all. No, no, you're wonderful. Really? Yeah. That's what this says, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. You know, the other challenging situation that I've seen with breakout r- reports and with the manager 
is there is no manager feedback. Yes. And they're expecting it. They asked them. Yeah. They didn't give it. Yeah. You know, so suddenly there's not a circumplex for the manager. Yeah. Right? Which can also be kind of confronting. So it's like either it feels like, well, they didn't even bother to take the time. Yeah. Or I'm not surprised because, you know, we don't get along. Or I'm not surprised because we don't get along. Mm. You know, so that's an interesting one yeah. Yeah. to be aware of as well. And even occur. if there is no manager report, did you ask your manager? Because sometimes that too. Sometimes that may happen. I had one recently where there was no high level manager. And I said, oh, I noticed there's no high level manager. And I said, no, that per- they were on leave right. for the four or six weeks. And we have a really good relationship, et cetera, et cetera. I said, well, there may be an opportunity post this. If you wanted to, we could potentially seek that, you know, have a chat or go and ask them as part of the sharing of the report, the consistency. And in this instance, the individual is quite constructive. So they're going to have the conversation in terms of sharing the broader data. But yeah, did you ask your manager? Because sometimes people don't because of the relationship or because they don't value their opinion and they might ask a different manager. Uh, ah, instead of their direct manager. I've had that before. Which would be harder to pick up because there is, unless you know them yeah, and their yeah, situation. Yeah, or yeah. being, you know, and this just happened to be in an organization where I'd done quite a bit of work and I went, I know that that's not your manager. Why did you ask that person? Uh, well, it's because I think that other one's, you know, not so great or I don't value their opinion or they weren't going to tell me the truth anyway. So I'll just thought I'd ask that. And then you get the, you get also in the breakouts, you can get in organizations where there's metrics reporting. That you get multiple managers. multiple yeah. high level managers who will also who can also be variable, and this is the beauty of the breakout reports is the getting the variances as well as the consistency. So why is it that they are experiencing you differently? And even if it's the, you know two different high, oh okay, well, and what do you talk about? Because sometimes it can show up just in terms of the where the colour sits. Oh, when I mm. talk to them, I'm talking to them about me and how I am and they know me really well versus when I'm talking to Dominic, I'm just talking about my job and my task and my output. Yeah. So the experience is different. So which, no wonder they're different. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and so one of the things is how do you be authentic, you know, and that's where, you know, well, I have to be different for different people. Do you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, so so I think there is a, a gold mine of opportunity depending on what shows up in that, in those breakouts, you know. And, you know, some people are stoked that their direct reports are really positive, but I've also had others where their peers see them highly constructively and the direct report's not, and that can be quite confronting as well. Mm. And when you explore that, how much do I actually know? I don't actually spend that much time with them or I'm busy just telling them what they have to do versus actually engaging with them. It's so revealing, isn't it? Like I've seen ones other way around where direct reports think I'm bloody brilliant. Pears, high, you know, red yeah. or green. And it's because kind of fortress mentality, right? Yeah. I'm protecting my team. Yeah. It's us against the world. Yes. Or us against the rest of the organization, yeah. really. Yeah. So therefore, the peers are kind of like, oh, Donna's, you know, cutthroat always fighting. Like, yeah. Directs love me. Yes. So, so that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's what are you doing with your directs that you're not doing with your peers? Yeah. And where do you want to have your influence and stuff? So this is also where you can where I can go back to the rapport building component in terms of sometimes in that lead-in, you know, before you even get to the debrief. What are some of the challenges in your role? What are some of the things that cause you frustration? Oh, well, I tend to be the one doing all the work all the time. My staff never do anything, da-da-da-da. Oh, I've got this perfectionistic, you know, and can also help 
people unpack some of their awareness in their LSI one mm. by going, well, you know how you were talking that you didn't understand this high perfectionistic. What's going on over here in the LSI two? Ah, oh, mm. can help shed some light to individuals in that regard. But it's also, yeah, how are you showing up? Well, oh, that's what causes you the frustration. Oh, and that's showing up. So yeah, so that's you know the rapport building piece just leverages so many opportunities that you can give people their data back to them in the context in which they've already given you. So mm. you know, whilst we're talking about debriefing here, that rapport building piece is so key up front because it gives you the story that you can then tie the data to if they can't tie it to them for themselves. Totally. Mm. And it's also why I know there's there's uh, split opinions on this in the team. I sneak a look at the data beforehand. And I, not, I don't devour it. It's a, I look at the circumplexes. In the case of our side, yeah. I look at the overall, the yeah. breakouts, and the stuff at the back. You know, So it's like a two-minute job. Yeah, same. And the reason for that is if I see that like the manager's profile is really different from everyone else's, it's really defensive, for yeah. instance. Well, you can bet I'm going to ask a bunch of questions up front before we even get to yeah. that. You know, tell me about who you are. Tell me about your manager. What's your relationship like with them? So we've almost unpacked a bunch of it first, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, or if it's like the peers see me really differently. What's it like uh, working in your peer group? Yeah, yeah. In your yeah, team, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who do you work across? Who are your main stakeholders in your role? You know, you talk about this. You know, what's the key aspects of your role? Sounds like you have to do a lot of influencing. Who do you need to influence? Oh, well. Da, da, da. So you can, yeah, all of so that planting is planting some seeds absolutely, early. Absolutely. That are going to yield. Uh, you know, flowers or whatever fruit, it is. Whatever. Fruit, that's yeah. probably a better one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so all those sorts of things. And then the other piece, a bit like you were talking about, yeah, spread of opinion is in the back pages, the summary perceptions, you know, how frequently do you see them? How well do you know this person? So when you get constricted LSI2s, which don't happen that often and they do happen, is what's that saying is that you're not actually visible to people, you know, and that might be supported by the frequency a visit, but you know, so sometimes that can be constricted. And I just recently was debriefing profiles for people in Victoria. So there were more frequent constricted LSI2 profiles than I had seen previously. And, and this could be a conversation for another day, but that impact of COVID in some of those people, because a couple of them, they were newish to roles, some of them newer to the organization. So most of their relationships have been formed or conversations were all via Teams chats, all those sorts of things, rather than the water cooler conversation. And that was leading to some of the... the I don't constri- know you. I don't know you. It's zeros and ones versus ones and twos. Mm, yeah, right. so that, yeah, so there's those. Don't often see constricted profiles in LSI2. It's rarer. I mean, they do happen, and that's worthy of exploration. Right? How much time are you spending with these people? What do you talk about? You know, and sometimes they're just talking about the job and they don't share anything of themselves. And I had a comment from someone once, well, why do I need to do that? Mm. Why do I need to tell them about myself? That's none of their business. Mm. Wow. And then you go, okay, well, how does that connect with that thinking in your LSI 1? Yeah, and what's the implication? Yeah. People, people feel follow people. They don't follow robots. Well, that's right. Yeah, or yeah. I don't feel valued. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And this is just a call out in the debriefing of that LSI 1, LSI 2 and the breakouts is just one of the ones that can often be, as well as the shutdown from the from the manager, can where I've seen other people shut down has been where they're LSI 1, they view themselves quite constructively 
and others can see them as quite aggressive defensive mm. rather than passive and that has caused people to shut down, you know, and this, I'm, I'm thinking of an individual in particular and it was literally he just shut down, was just gobsmacked him. <laughs> and the other piece was I had seen him in action <laughs> two days before <laughs> in a team meeting and I went, like from my observations, it didn't surprise me at all. On. But right. I, I went, now is not the time to tell him all of that. But uh, yeah, but that can be. So sometimes it's just being aware that that individual reaction and response to that feedback can be quite confronting for the individual. Well, if it's really different, it's going to be a surprise for them. Yep. Yep. You know? So I guess expect it. Mm, mm. So, and that's hence why I sneak a look. Yeah, <laughs> if I say it again, right. yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I know that it might be a surprise. Yeah. And sometimes it's not, though, which is the other bit, you know, because, and that's the question about what do you think other people will say? Yeah. Oh, I reckon they'll see me as more red than I am. Oh, why do you say that? Oh, because I can be a bit pushy and I can be a bit forceful and that sort of stuff. I'm really frustrated at the moment. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then when it shows up, it's not a surprise. And I went, I understand. Okay. So what? What might by their experiencing? How could you change that? What might make it different for them? You know, so yeah, so those leading questions before you even open that data, I think, are really key to help set you some context and warm the participant up. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hearing as the key is that setup. Yeah. So make sure you're putting in that time rather than rushing to the results. Yeah. Which is always tempting. I know the participant is usually yeah. chomping at the bit to yeah. Uh, yeah. to get there. But take that time to ask those questions, explore it a little, get them, get the wheels turning mm. before you get mm. there, mm. and then you know just explore it. I, I kind of like I, I like your approach of just opening the page and just let it sit there for a while yeah. without saying anything. You know, so I might give that one there a go. There you go. There you go. And That's tip. And I might and I might uh, talk to the spread of opinions rather yeah. later. <laughs> there we go. All right. <laughs> See, I so, told you to be a different conversation, the, Dom. We learn stuff differently. There you go. So uh, we've we've both got takeaways. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, we'll try things. I hope our listeners out there uh, have something as well. Thanks for your time today, Fiona. Thanks, Dom. Cheers. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.